Okay, so yesterday we were all about gas hacks. But today we're talking about the grocery store and the prices at the grocery store. What is the item that you just will not buy right now? Because, mmm... Inflation. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. 651 641 1071. What's the grocery store item that you're not going to buy right now? Because it's too expensive. It's so expensive. Things are expensive. Hey. It's very expensive. Yes. No. Um. So, yeah. Yesterday I was like, oh, thanks for asking. Oh, Bradley, why are we asking? Because yesterday we did talk about gas. Uh, as you said, we did. We gave some gas hacks. And by the way, thanks for the gas hacks, because I now know where I will be getting gas should my vehicle need it in the next week or so, which mm. it will because I use it every day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks for that. But then I had this thought. You know, I've been really uh, uh, just all up in my green egg lately. That's oh, my yes. grill in the backyard. Uh, and I know a lot of people love grill in this time of year, right? So I was like, ooh, what am I going to go get at the grocery store this week to put on that grill? Because I've been doing the chickens. And mm. and I thought maybe I'll do like a brisket because I love a brisket. And I've never done a whole brisket because, you know, like it takes hours yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Do I have the time? Do you know how much a brisket is at okay. the grocery store? Listen, I'm going to be real. I don't because I have not purchased a brisket in a hot minute and a half. Bradley Trainer, how much that brisket cost? A lot. Like, a lot. Like, a lot. Like, I saw a brisket the other day at the Costco's for, like, $60. Um, how much meat would that be in a brisket? I mean, a lot. It would. That was, I think, a full, a full brisket. Not the, like, little trimmed one, but, like, the whole... The holy moly. And that's what I would buy because, like, if you're going to buy the dumb thing, you Do better. It. It's the cheapest, actually. The You know, the bigger you buy. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Moral of the story. I am not buying no brisket right now. Uh-uh. I mean, I'm going to barely buy some ribs because have you seen the price of beef? It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. That is the sound of price going down and then up. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I know that I'm not the only one who's like, you know what? Uh, maybe this summer we're not going to do X, Y, or Z. And it's not that I couldn't. I mean, I could spend that money, but it just seems stupid to me to like light light a match when I could make a perfectly nice chicken yeah. <laughs> grill. It just might be. This might just be your chicken moment, and you'll yeah, have it's a my chicken moment summer. later. Hot chicken summer. It's hot chicken summer. <laughs> Six five one. Six four one one zero seven one. What are you not buying at the grocery store right now? Because it's so expensive. I mean, somebody's not buying ham. Listen, let me tell you something. What are you not buying? Well, I will tell you what I didn't buy is ham because uh, we did a meat ham. raffle recently and we got a big ham. So uh, I got, I got. I mean, I, I am so ticked because I missed ham season this oh. year. Mm-hmm. And you'll remember. Well, maybe you don't, but I think it was last year. I think it was last year that I. I discovered the art of buying hams after Easter Mm -hmm. and I went on a ham parade and I I was like buying hams left, right and center Yeah, because they were like super, super cheap. Right. And then I just sliced them up and froze them and we had ham all year. Yeah. Well, it was amazing. I forgot. You missed your opportunity. My hamasance has has since. (laughs) You need to put it on your calendar for next year. I know. I know. So you don't forget it because you do. It's sort of like, listen, we're getting into a cycle now where you got to know when the sales are going to happen, when you can get that cheap food. I will tell you, it's frustrating, right? Because you get used to certain things in your grocery cart. Yeah. 
and like fresh fruits and vegetables, etc. Yeah. But berries. Oh, don't. That's stupid. Berries. Do <laughs> Listen to me. That's stupid. Berries. I I cannot. Yeah, I mean. Yes. Here's where, and this is why I've slowly but surely become one of those like homesteader YouTube people who mm-hmm. is like, you know, making my own cheese. And I know you do a lot of this too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Holly, I know you would like to do more of this probably because you, you like to cook and stuff. Anyway, the moral of the story is like you realize why people are rushing towards all of these like at home things. I like I can make uh, my yogurty kind of stuff. I'm not going to bore you like the kefir and the cheese that I make mm-hmm. with one gallon of milk for four dollars. Yes. Instead of going out and buying that stuff for like 10, 20, 15, yes, 18 dollars. Uh, it's not cheap. I think we're this is the moment that we were made for, though, because yeah. that's part of what the pandemic did for us is it made us realize that we could do things that we didn't know we could do or didn't have to do previously like remember the great ricotta shortage of 2020 and i was like how am i how am i gonna make the lasagna and uh because my kids wanted lasagna and i could not find the damn ricotta and you were like oh you just make it and i was like with what and it was stuff i had in my home this lady named mary who's on youtube who will tell you how to make everything at home on your own go visit her nest she'll show you things we do have linda on the line do you want to find out what linda's not buying this sounds fun hey linda Honey, what are you not buying? Okay, for me, I'm not buying, but I have a tip besides the not buying. Ooh. Oh, please. Um, I used to buy Amy's Organic Kansas Soup for around maybe above two fifty eight or higher, maybe three-ish, whatever. Well, they went up to all of a sudden to $5 a can. Oh, no. my God, for a Almost can of soup? And, like, and then the frozen entrees, some of the stores mark those that used to be 4 something or five twenty nine to $7 each. No. And they're so light. They're vegetarian. There's nothing to keep you satisfied to begin with. Oh, no, so seven no. bucks for a little entree that doesn't weigh very much. It's just like no. a little bit of vegetable stuff. There's no meat or anything. No, that's <laughs> I mean, rude. It's crazy. But I was going to give you the tip of the century. Are you ready? Yes. yes, ready. Oh, okay. Dog sitting a few years ago for a lovely couple that took their baby out to Wisconsin to go visit a friend's cabin from here in the cities. Um, I ended up making food for them just by chance. So I took a bread pan. And I didn't grease it or anything. And I took a blender and put in pasta sauce, wonderful spaghetti sauce from a jar. Okay. And I put in some tomatoes I had on hand. And then I put, put six large eggs in the blender. And I blended the whole thing. And then you put down chopped up vegetables, anything, carrots, broccoli, any kind of vegetables, zucchini, anything you love. You put down, uh, after you throw some not cooked, any kind of pasta, like it can be loose elbow. Okay. It can be mini, wavy, uncooked lasagna. It can like be uncooked lasagna elbow. noodles. Yeah. So you put down... The raw pasta, you put down some sauce, throw veggies, and then maybe a little bit more sauce, and then more raw pasta layer. I mean, you could even put spaghetti. Okay. Not real thick. A layer of uncooked spaghetti. Whatever you have for pasta. Yeah. Around. And then you bake it, and it gets humongous. you got to leave room for it to rise. It becomes a sou- lasagna souffle with no meat and no eggs, and it tastes like heaven. Oh, my God. It's one that of the is best amazing. Things I ever an accident because there was nothing else to cook with because I was just house-sitting for somebody I don't know. Linda. Watching their dog. That was I was watching their dog in the house. But it was it tasted delicious and it was like so good. And then it's got those wonderful eggs in there, it makes it heavenly. Linda, you're on fire today, Linda. Linda. You have done no, the Lord's you work. Could, you put that on uh, put it on TikTok for some people because I, I think it was wonderful. And I hope to make it again for myself. You know, whatever. But I, it was so delicious. And you All don't right. Like even pre-cook the, the pasta, you throw it in raw with the moisture. Look Thank you, Linda. It yeah, so it you're over, what, I don't know, for a period of time. All <laughs> right. Thank you, Linda. Thanks, Linda. Have a great wow. day. Linda is on it. Oof. <laughs>
Yeah. I mean, she had the receipts today. She sure did. Holly, is there anything you haven't bought? You know, uh, Colleen and I are over here with our meat products. Uh, in Berry Town. Yeah, in Berries, sorry. I'll still buy everything, but I grimace when I do. Well, see, oh. that's the thing. You know, is like, it's like <sighs> you can't like there are I, I, buy, I get the food like I can't yeah. not get the food. But I will tell you, I don't know about you. And I know that I don't have like a family of four to feed. So it's a little easier for me to sort of like say I'm not doing that um, because I don't have people going. I need that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm only eating this type of thing. So I totally get that. But I will say I have looked at this as a challenge. Like when I go to the grocery store, like what can I not buy and make just as good or like what else can we eat that's not, you know, the same like $12 box of something. I mean, it's atrocious. Oh, yeah. It's not buying packaged foods like it's like make it yourself. Yeah. So here's my version of like how how how. You know, I'm going to buy it anyway, right? Because again, I got a family of five. I got hungry people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here, the thing for me is, how do you buy it, use it, and not waste it? Oh, for sure. I hate food waste. It absolutely infuriates me. My family knows it. I'm like, we don't throw food away, yeah. so things do not spoil. We're either going to put it in the time machine, which is the freezer, yeah, or we're going to like. But we are going to make every. Yeah. We're going to make it all count. Yeah. Thank oh, yeah, you. that's why I love a, a whole chicken. Don't even get me started. You can do so much with a whole Listen, chicken and not have to throw away anything. Oh, and I'm big, not on even the, the bones. I'm big on the freezing of the bananas right now because my son uses them in his mm-hmm. protein smoothies every day. And, you know, I don't want those things going brown. I mean, of hey, course, yeah. then they turn into banana bread, which is lovely. But listen, we're using the food. We're using the food. Do not waste. Thank you. That is our food waste dolphin. And we're tuna dolphin safe. Yeah. Yeah, we're tuna. Which dolphins. don't even get me started on tuna. I ain't buying no tuna. I mean, fish. Have you tried to buy a piece of fish? Oh no, 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 no. That's true. No, <laughs> it's hot chicken summer. Thank you. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, back to the herp. Back to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Bradley Trainer is going to get out back a crystal ball and tell us back to what the future. Of Johnny Depp's image looks like after this on My Talk 1071. Well, Bradley Trainer has his crystal ball out and uh, he is going to. It's use... actually balls. Okay, I have two. Oh, good. That's how good I am. Um, crystal Bradley, balls. Bradley Trainer. Has... Also, my drag name when I was like 21. Has his crystal bulls and uh, he's ready to see the future based on the present of Johnny Depp. Bradley. What do your bulls say? Stay away. Oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I thought that was something else. Anyway, yes. Um, actually, what I want to do, I, it's not a crystal ball, uh, to be fair. I'm just, and sorry, I'm having technical difficulties. It so happens. Let me make sure. You're using the, the present to uh, predict the future. Exactly. Johnny's lawyers uh, are talking for the first time. At least they talked to GMA, and I was watching a chunk of the interview that they did. And um, in that clip that I would like to play you, there is a little indication, I think, of what's likely to come next in Johnny's uh, career image rehab. Mm. So let's listen to the clip if we could. Holly, do we have that? Heidi, do we have that ready? Okay. This is a little bit of the interview with both attorneys, both lead attorneys 
in the case that Johnny Depp brought against Amber Heard, in which he was victorious, mostly, Mm -hmm. uh, against Amber Heard. And you'll remember there's this big, big judgment that he received, a cash judgment uh, against Amber Heard that she's going to have to pay. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, George Stephanopoulos asks a question about that. Let's have a listen. Heard's lawyers say she plans to appeal the verdict. She doesn't have the money to pay for the judgment. And you all have said that the goal is not to impoverish Ms. Heard. Is it possible where we could see a settlement where she foregoes the appeal in return for Mr. Depp uh, waiving any monetary damages? Well, George, we obviously can't disclose attorney-client communications, but as Mr. Depp testified and as we both made clear in our respective closings, this was never about money for, for Mr. Depp. So this was about restoring his reputation, and he's done that. So you're not disclosing any any privileges, but it sounds like that's something that could be on the table, but it's up to Ms. Heard. Again, we have to be careful what we say, um, but this was about Mr. Depp's reputation. That was what it was about for him. Okay. So what I heard there, tell me if you heard the Mm -hmm. same thing or differently, is that Johnny Depp's attorneys are suggesting perhaps... They're not going to uh, they're not going to ask Amber to pay that full eight million dollars. Originally, it was 10, blah, blah, blah. There's limits, all that stuff. So this, you know, when they say this is not about money, uh, perhaps it's not. And perhaps it really was about uh, his career uh, and image getting rehabilitated. Consequently, foregoing a large judgment, making Amber Heard not pay him would make him look even more oh, magnanimous in this moment, a, don't you think? Yes, what a what a good guy he would be uh, to not force his ex-wife we took to court and, and sued to pay the money that the court dictated that she pay. Um, but out of the goodness of his heart, he, he's not going to make her... I mean, yeah, he looks like such a... What a great guy. Yeah, I could just totally see this coming when I... Because the, the way the story was framed um, on a People Magazine article, which is what led me to the interview, is uh, verdict was never about the money. And I thought, oh, well, that's interesting. Well, then why did you ask for, you know, $50 million? Right. Literally, you asked for five zero. If it wasn't about the money, why didn't you ask for a dollar? a la Taylor Swift, right? This is one of those moments where I feel like, again, um, the voices in response to the to the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial are missing like actual really important details about the choices that they made all along um, that that would tell a different story. What do you mean by that? I'm sorry. I'm getting like a ton of fuzz in my ears. Oh, so I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm trying to focus. Um, so, for example, like this story about the the money. Yeah. Um, you know, people will people will go. Oh, you know, uh, what a nice guy. He's yeah. not. He's not making her pay the money if this is how it all plays out, which is yeah. what it's sounding like. But what people won't be doing is the math that you were just doing, Bradley, which is then why was he suing her for $50 million? Why not for a dollar? I like to go back to the fact that, you know, people seem to have forgotten that there's a reason why they tried this case in Virginia versus any other state in the union. And, and it, it had, had to do with some kind of law, right? It had to do with, a, it's called an anti-slap law. And my understanding of what the function of an anti-slap law is, is to stop 
really rich people from trying to for to use the court system to get money from other people. Okay. Essentially. I, more shall be revealed. That's all we know. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to get to some celebrities behaving badly. We call them Demons. After this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. And his ham. And these are our celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag, Bradley? Yes. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, gosh. Bing bong. Yeah, we don't have... I guess I could just do that. Uh, Harvey Weinstein charged again with indecently assaulting a woman, this time in London. And we know that... He took the act international. Yeah, and we've we've known that this was an international experience, but now is the time we're actually finding some consequences Mm. internationally. Uh, it looks like the 70-year-old, now disgraced ex-Hollywood producer is being charged with two counts of indecent assault. And this occurred when a woman, or I should say after a woman claimed he did so in August of 1996. And charges, according to the head of the CPS Special Crime Division, said charges have been authorized against Harvey Weinstein. Uh, following a review of the evidence gathered by uh, the Metropolitan Police. And, uh, you know, what's delightful about this story, thankfully, is that Weinstein is already facing charges in the United States. And uh, I don't know how this will all work. He is currently serving a 23-year prison sentence. Uh, and I think his health is not well. Yeah, so it's like there's a lot that he's facing. And it makes me uh, happy for the sake of the victims that they're still yeah. able to have their days in court. I have logistical questions I don't know if you have answers to. I probably don't, but I'll um, make do with the best I don't have. Okay, so because he is serving time right now, does he need to be present and accounted for in a, in a court uh, across the pond to for this trial? Um, all I will say is that they can charge him and uh, he will be charged. Okay. Now, he won't be able to face trial, I would imagine, until he is done with his uh, U.S. trial. Okay. But I will say that there is no statute of limitations in the United Kingdom for rape or sexual assault. And so, you know, if for some reason... Which I would just also like to say is a good thing. Yeah. Thank you very much. so even if he makes it out alive, mm-hmm. uh, he'll still be facing those charges. And if he's facing a 32-year sentence, or if he's in with a 30-some-year sentence at 70, one imagines. Yeah. You know. Math. Uh, mm-hmm. Still, I guess for the victim, this is uh, good because the victim will have her day in court. And yeah. um, Harvey Weinstein isn't going to ever see the light of day anyway. Good. So, yeah. Because D-bags. you don't need to go back and review all the gross, horrible, awful things he did. Yeah. But OMG. Mm-hmm. Would you like to know who my D-bag is? Yes. Who's your D-bag? Uh, it's, kind of, it's a group. It's Ooh, a group like a boy just band? Just a lot of people. It's Kanye West. Uh, it is Chaney Jones. Oh. It is TMZ. It they is this whole entire actual story. Actually, that's why. It's the... Um, 
it's the fact that they broke up. So they're d bags for breaking up. No, Were you so invested in no, their relationship? No, that's actually why they're d bags for breaking up. Or the fact that I know about it is why it's d baggy. I'd not. I'd completely forgotten oh. that he was in any kind of relationship. But all that aside, I'm like going about my day yesterday, do do do, and I get a, like an actual alert on my phone that says breaking news. Was it from my talk? No, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. That's the thing. I would expect it from my talk. Where I I was getting it from was uh, some sort of news organization. Kanye West and Cheney Jones split up. And I'm like, okay, you you stopped me in the middle of my day for that. I didn't even remember that they were together. Um, But apparently they did end things after a lengthy trip to Japan uh, according to TMZ, they don't really know who broke up with who. However, I don't know. Did you see? There were pictures uh, this weekend of Kanye West. Oh, he's got a new girlfriend. At a movie with another woman. Yeah. Um, Allegedly, supposedly. Also, TMZ was on my list because what did they call Cheney Jones? Uh, I don't know. A Cheney Jones. Girlfriend? A, no. You guys. A Kim Kardashian oh, look For sure. Oh. Yeah, yeah. the model and Kim Kardashian look alike. Like, she has, like, a Vegas show yeah. or something. She doesn't. She's like, that, look, I'm Kim Kardashian. Yeah. She's a woman. That, she should actually do that. That would be kind of awesome. I mean... Make some money. Somebody should. If the people are going to constantly call you the Kim Kardashian look-alike... Lean in. Yeah. To the money. I would. Uh, Bradley, you look so much like Kim Kardashian. What? I'm just saying, I'm inviting you to lean into that. Uh, Heck no. <laughs> any part of that. Anyway, Don't start with me. Anyway, uh, they've broken up. Uh, he's apparently they- seeing movies with somebody else, and nothing in my life has changed. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I don't. Oh, that's there. You know, when you have two mice staring at you, it's hard to remember which one to click. I was trying to click this other one because I was going to say and I just wanted to make sure. But if I remember correctly, they were in Japan together. So they went on a nice long Japan trip, which, by the way, is a funny story. And I have been meaning to do the due diligence of background checking this particular detail. But like, I didn't think Japan was allowing full access to the country yet for tourists. And I would like to know how Kanye West got to attend. But that said, maybe they did open up. Uh, otherwise, rich people gonna rich. I'm curious about that. Also, what was I mean? Was he was he there for business? Like maybe that's the workaround. I mean, I'm sure that it's always business. But they took this trip to Japan and you know bebopped around and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's where things got rocky or bumpy. Oh, it says business and pleasure. Uh-huh. Oh, mm-hmm. so that was probably how we got around. Yeah. He probably just had to say, like, I'm going to do some meetings and stuff. Yeah. Doing well, fashion research. I would like to have some business meetings in Japan, so let's go. I mean, I think all you have to do is just tag along with Kanye and you well, should be I fine. I think that Kanye, the last time we checked in on his Instagram account... He had that McDonald's box, and he oh, was can teaming we go back up to that. I love with- him. He just annoys me. <laughs> Thanks, Tan Mom. What, uh, what was you- the story with that? The- well, he was in. He did a design collab, right, with another designer, Japanese designer, a, a Japanese designer. Yep, for McDonald's. Well, well, McDonald's never talked about it. Right. That's what I'm conf- confused. But everybody about. assumed that this was like sort of a thing for McDonald's. And I remember at the time, correct me if I'm wrong, they said, like, we we did this thing, which was the wrapper for the Big Mac, which I didn't understand. But 
And they were like, this week, Big Mac, next week, fries or something like that. Like they were going to do a fry package, too. And nothing happened of that because that's the only thing that's posted on Kanye West's Instagram account. So posting the fact he's working with a a designer uh, by all means (laughs) based in uh, Japan. So there you go. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. that's the business apparently he's conducting in Japan, but apparently their relationship could not survive um, the the business trip. And uh, so they broke up, but he's, don't worry, he's already moved on with a woman who no doubt everybody will be calling another Kim Kardashian lookalike any minute now. Yeah. She doesn't look like Kim though, I will say. Well, not from the grainy profile picture I have. Yeah. Have you seen another picture? Yeah. If you look at her head on. Apply directly to the forehead. Okay. <laughs> uh, because I saw her somewhere else. I can't okay. remember. What's her name again? I don't have her name. Uh, how According to the article I'm looking at, they're just calling her another woman. Another woman, another show. Anyway, but he went to see Top Gun Maverick with an, another lady, and it was not Cheney Jones, and it certainly was not Julia Fox, who's still trying to ride her 15 minutes uh, that he hooked her up with. Um, listen, I, I just, I want Kanye to be happy. Oh, a I mystery want... blonde. Okay. Mystery I thought blonde. I thought I saw a name, but uh, actually it was... Uh, a below-deck camera operator, Everett Mata, posted a photo of Kanye sitting next to a mystery blonde in the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, listen, here's the thing. What color is Kim's hair right now? Blonde. Yeah. I'm just saying they'll find a way to call her a Kim Kardashian lookalike. I don't know. Again, I just want him to be happy. I want him to settle down. I don't need to know about the comings and goings of his lady people, you know, just, you know, do your thing, Kanye. Just <laughs> Colleen does not have time for your dating your schedule. Thing. I kind of don't. That's really, that's, that's what it's all about. Uh, all right. So anyway, D bags, all of them for making me care or tr- attempting they? to make me care. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, a show that I don't like is going oh. away. Oh, are you happy about that? I mean, I'm not happy because I know that other people like the show and I think they're going to be sad. Uh, And Bradley, I know you like this show. Um, We'll be talking about Ted Lasso when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, a show many people love has announced that its next season is going to be its last. Bradley. What's going on? Yeah, so I'm bummed that the next season of Ted Lasso will be its last. And I can tell you about that if you uh, haven't already heard the news. But, you know, honestly, it's kind of bittersweet because I do wish actually more shows would end far sooner than they typically do. Mm. I mean, I think it prevents a show that is awesome and amazing and able to do awesome things from hitting like, you know, a doldrums period or just like jumping the shark altogether a la every sitcom we ever fell in love with. And I I read this story specifically uh, that popped up yesterday about how the third season of Ted Lasso would be written as the final season. And that's from Brett Goldstein, who now not only is he, excuse me, I'm very emotional. Not only is he a writer on Ted Lasso, but he also is the character you would know as Roy Kent. And well, you wouldn't, Colleen, uh, because you have forsaken the show and forsworn it. 
Um, but uh, for those who love the show, you... Huh? I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, poor Colleen. I think they're they're doing a uh, they're doing a, a remote broadcast and they're getting all ready for it. And oh. I am getting it in my headphones. So keep talking, talk I'm gonna, amongst yourselves. I'm going to talk amongst yourselves, which is fine with you. I know because you are not a fan of Ted Lasso. But really, I think this is just representative. Uh, and again, this would be the third season, which we've all been waiting for. And I, Holly, did you see Ted Lasso? I have not seen Ted Lasso. I will say if you have the opportunity or the desire at some point to watch it, I would highly suggest that you uh, dip in, especially the first season. And because there's just something magical about the first season of Ted Lasso hmm. and the second season, it was was good, but it wasn't the first season. And honestly, like when I read, you know, that this is going to be the last season, I was like, oh, this really does make me sad because I don't want these amazing characters to go away. Um, and also, I just think it's a very unique show on television in this moment. It's like so disturbingly full of joy and happiness. And it's not myopic. It like looks at the world as it is, but it still has this incredible amount of joy in it, which is just refreshing and delightful and has, you know, like even had the ability to break through my cold, uh, you know, uh, charred charcoal lump of a heart sometimes. Um but uh, that that is to say that all of that is unique. But at the same time, like sometimes lightning is in a, a or you can't catch lightning in a bottle. Right. That's the saying. Yeah. Like you can't you can't just because it's amazing for a moment doesn't mean it's going to be amazing forever. Well, we've seen this play out time and time again with TV. You love the delight of Ted Lasso. It warms your heart. It's great. It's the best thing ever. And then it gets to season seven and you're like, woof, this show is long in the tooth. It's not warming my heart anymore. In fact, it's probably just giving me a headache at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I don't know that that would say happen with Ted Lasso, but I think that's kind of, you know, when they talked about. Uh, why this show, uh, Jason Sudeikis essentially has said that he saw the show ending after three seasons initially, and he he's telling the story that he wanted to tell, and that's all that it really needed. And that's kind of refreshing, right? Because right. to your point, there are shows that are like, we got to stay around and make some more money off of people. That's right. We're going to spin it off into spinoffs into spinoffs. Now, I have a question about Ted Lasso, yeah. Bradley, and I don't know if you're going to be able to answer it. Also, Colleen, jump in if you can hear us again. I'm here. Go ahead. Okay. Yay! You can hear. Yay! Yay! Well, I have a question, Bradley, yeah. about Ted Lasso. So Ted Lasso takes place in England mm -hmm. and by all means, is a, it, it is a British show. But is this a show that is produced in England? That's a like, good question. Like a Downton Abbey? Because people are embracing this show. Like it is a British show, but then at the same time, I'm not sure it is a British show. Well, it's produced in London. Like that, they actually are filming in London, yeah. right? Um, but you have Jason Sudeikis, who's not British, but they're over there making the show. And I think what you might be getting at is that, like, the British have a different sensibility about television in terms of the like need to tell a story beyond a certain point, or I should say the lack of a need to tell a story beyond a certain point. Exactly. And we were talking before the show, and Colleen, you were alluding to the fact that there's a big difference between American television and British television. Well, the thing about, for me, anytime there's a storyline in mind at the beginning of a project, and they fulfill that storyline, they 
do the entire arc, and then they decide, okay, we've told our story, now we can wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to learn how to do that in the yeah. United States. And they do it so well across yeah. the pond. Yeah, and I think, I, 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 I'm I, sure that a, a television executive from this country could tell us why it is the way it is and why it's not over there and blobbity blue. And I'm, and, and I'm here for that. I would actually watch the actor's studio interview or whatever the like equivalent is. I would watch that conversation. I just think... Um, that it would be nice if some of our favorite things ended when they're supposed to, because then they live on so much more delightfully in your mind, right? Versus say like, even, you know, I I love a show, like I'll pick a sitcom, like the golden girls, for example. And the golden girls, I think stuck around a little too long. The last season. I mean, I love every episode. Trust me. I get it. But just like in the way I imagine Colleen, you love Grey's anatomy, but like, it doesn't mean that Grey's Anatomy is still telling the most compelling stories on television, right? Right. I mean, yes, they they're just now they're just cash and checks. Yes, and I like it. Yeah, but I understand that not everybody likes it. Yeah, and and I honestly think too, like uh, I, I think of there are a lot of other British shows, and I don't know. Feel free to jump into that uh, piece of the conversation. As well, either of you, I I feel like there are other shows that I have watched. There's a wonderful British show called Miranda that Miranda Hart. She was like she did the episodes she wanted and then she was like done. And everybody who loves that show, I would imagine, is like, I want more of that show. And she's like, yeah, I'm not doing that because I already did it. And so I don't need to keep going back there because I've gotten the thing done that I wanted to get done. That makes me think of that. uh, Phoebe. Waller Bridge. Waller Bridge. Fleabag. Uh, Fleabag. You know, that I loved that show. I loved that character. I could have marinated uh, in that character longer, but she was just like, it's over. I told the story. I'm good. A classic example you can put in compare and contrast because there is a UK version, and then there's a United States version, The Office. Mm. The UK version, two seasons of The Office, and I think they had a Christmas special. That st- that show was done. Yeah. Over in the U.S., they expanded upon that. They stretched it until Steve Carell, the star of the show, was like, "Bye." And then I'm going. even then, and even then, they were like, "Oh, we'll keep going." And they did. Yeah. And they replaced Steve Carell. And of course, that was part of the special sauce. And so then it wasn't. Uh, it just wasn't successful anymore. It's like we just cannot say goodbye to something. Yeah. Which, you know, you love about us, but also you want <laughs> to maybe practice some some balance. There's a, a really wonderfully funny, quirky uh, show called Chewing Gum. I think it's still on Netflix and it's Michaela Cole and she plays this character. And I think she I think she wrote the series as well. Uh, no, it's available now. It looks like it's now available on HBO Max. Um, anyway, it was another, she created a great character, did amazing storytelling. And then, you know, I think they're after two seasons or as they call them series over there, she went on to do different things. And, um, and she had that award-winning show. I can't remember. Well, yeah. Cause then she went on to do another award-winning show yeah. on HBO, which now I can't, Holly, we both watched it. What was that called? I Michaela, may destroy you. Yeah. I yeah. may destroy you. An amazing, it, like a work of art. Well, um, Yeah. I, I was just going to say, and there's another uh, series called uh, Black Earth Rising that is also totally different than anything she's ever done. And she's just one of those people who's like, I have these different stories I want to tell. I'm going to do them instead of like, 
you know, those of us who are like, hey, but can you go back and do another season of chewing gum? And also, when you think about like how then they're able to close out a series when they know that they're coming to the end of it, you're far more satisfied with the way that they wrap the story up because it's not like they keep it going and going and going and then get the notification from outside or somebody else that like, oh, you're going to need to shut this thing down. And then they wrap everything up in a weird way. Yeah, because they didn't like, you know, like I said, Jason Sudeikis is like, I saw this as three seasons. I'm telling the story I wanted to tell. He knows where it's going. Right. Mm -hmm. Instead of like, well, let's just tack on another two seasons. So everybody's going to France. Yeah. I do feel like we're getting slightly better at that. And we saw that with like, this is us, you know, that very popular show, but they, they said, we have, this is the story and this is the arc of the story yeah. and we know how it's going to end. And they've been driving toward it the whole time. You know, there's a sequel or uh, not a sequel, but oh, I bet there's a spin-off, spinoff, right? Oh, I don't even want to talk I mean, about cause it. Cause you can just feel it. You can smell it. Why are we so bad? Oh, we're not bad. <laughs> Hollywood suits are bad. That's but think true. about this is us too. That's network television. That mm-hmm. was on NBC. Mm-hmm. So that's about as mainstream as you can get. And even they were like to Dan Fogelman, the showrunner, is like, okay, well, you can just end your story now. Yeah. yeah. We're done. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. okay. Uh, but again, you know who's not doing that? Grey's Anatomy. And I'm oh okay God. with it. That's like the cockroach of uh, sitcoms. Well, not sitcoms. Uh, network dramas. Television. Network yeah. television dramas. Listen. That thing after the holic for the, uh, the nuclear... Winter, that uh-huh. show's still going to be it around. It is, just crawling around. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what do you love about Minnesota? I'm going to tell you about somebody who doesn't super love Minnesota, but we're going to tell them different. 651 641 